What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is December 6, 2021, Monday. Another loser Monday, not a victory Monday like we wish we were accustomed to, but we never are. Um, you know, there is one victory Monday. There is one team celebrating their first victory Monday of the year. Congratulations to the Detroit Tigers on beating the Minnesota Vikings to gain their first win of the year and their first win with head coach Dan Campbell and QB1 Jared Goff. It's their first of the year. They are now 1-10-1 um, thanks to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Zimmer, you're gone, bro. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Rodgers is gone. Zimmer is gone. The Lions still suck. And Matt Nagy is, and Ryan Pace are still a question mark. We have no idea what's going to happen with them. After f- Sunday's loss against the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, both healthy, both back, uh, looked great. You know, they had an amazing game. Uh, the Chicago Bears lost that game into what was relatively a pretty bad game. It was a blowout very early on uh, at half. I believe it was 21 to 7 Arizona. So, you know, for this game to end up only being 33 to 22, there were a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of things that looked bad. Um, but it's one of those situations where you truly do look at it and you say, okay, let's ask myself this, you know, did it look better than it was? And in all honesty, I was on and off watching the game. I didn't watch it through its entirety. Um, I was just very busy with the day. Fortnite, a new season came out, the Spider-Man season. Loving every minute of it. The new map, amazing, definitely. You know, they, we are not sponsored by Fortnite, but if Fortnite ever does want to sponsor us, I'm with it 100%. But speaking of our sponsors, let's talk about Benchmob Chicago. Benchmob Chicago is one of the best Chicago Bulls fan base pages. You can check them out on their website. You can buy their merch. They make amazing and really high-quality shirts uh, wristbands, hoodies, shorts, so on and so forth. They have an amazing social media page. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and any social media platform and their website. You know, the owner is a Chicago native. He's an amazing individual. Uh, and, and I'm blessed enough to have them as a sponsor. So definitely check out again, bench mob Chicago. They cover everything. Chicago bulls, stats, games, uh, COVID list, trades, rumors, um, and most importantly, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Isle DeSumo, and the rest of Billy Donovan, Chicago Bulls is bench. They cover everybody. They do everything. They give bench mobber of the night awards. It's awesome. Um, it's a really fun page, and I think you guys would really get into it. But with that being said, let's talk about another team that is pretty much everybody on that team is bench worthy because it was bad. The only people going into next season that I have full confidence in um, and, and who they are as a, per, as a person is, I mean, if we're, and this is, this is no shot at anybody, but just based off of their game, um, David Montgomery, Roquan Smith, Justin Fields, Khalil Mack. Um, and you know, even though I, I will say this next person's name, I don't know if he will be on the team or not, but Akeem Hicks, Akeem Hicks is one of those guys who that energy always remains the same, but this team just didn't look pumped as a whole. Tevin Jenkins was activated off the IR. Um, he had his first career start. That was cool. Um, you know, the Bears are now four and eight, though. You know, we get a win against the car or against the Lions um, that snapped a five game losing streak. But in all reality, we should have lost seven games straight if it was any other team other than the Lions. Andy Dalton had to start today. Justin Fields still battling that um, rib injury. Um, just that soreness, and we just don't want him to get injured overall because it's not worth it. You don't want another Joe Burrow situation where your rookie Q, franchise QB tears his ACL and you have to pray going into year two that he's the same that, that, that he was. Um, so I'm perfectly fine with Justin not playing this game. Um, you know, Andy Dalton gets banged up. Andy Dalton not only got banged up, but Andy Dalton got lit up. Andy Dalton threw 
Four interceptions this game. Now, this is Matt Nagy's guy, the guy who said he should have been starting all year long. He made a big speech about how this is why he wanted Andy to be starting all along last week, and this was a great team win, blah, 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 blah. This is also the reason why Andy Dalton shouldn't be starting. Um, and there is a question mark with whether Green Bay, um, during next week's Green Bay-Chicago Bears game, will it be Nick Foles or Andy Dalton playing? Now, we know that Justin Fields will likely not be playing. I I would like to say he's probably shut down for the rest of the year. Um, I don't see any reason why you want to play him. You know, you gave him you gave him his developing, you gave him his growth, um, and now with this rib injury, I just wouldn't risk it. But you know, just Andy Dalton did not play a great game. You know, we're talking twenty six for forty one, two hundred twenty nine yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. He didn't have great ball movement. Uh, he was a little bit more mobile. He was a little bit more mobile than people uh, expected. Two carries. Uh, for six yards, which to Andy Dalton's credit, you know, is is big for him. Um, but yeah, it, it just wasn't a great game all around. Now, someone that did have a great game, Jakeem Grant had five receptions for 62 yards and one touchdown. David Montgomery, eight receptions for 51 yards. Cole Komet, three for 41. Uh, Bird had three for 36. Mooney had five for 27. Khalil Herbert, one for 11. Jimmy Graham, one reception, one yard, and one touchdown. Back-to-back weeks of Jimmy Graham touchdowns. Where the fuck has he been all year? No idea. Kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy that you're using him in the fucking red zone for Andy Dalton, but not for Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor. Question mark. Uh, I, I'm very curious about that one. I, I want to have a conversation about it, but... You know, that's just the offensive production of Matt Nagy. You know, he does not utilize all of his guys at the same time. He loves to utilize them all at different times. And and it's very weird and it's very mismatched and it doesn't make any fucking sense. But that's what we know. We already knew that going in. Now, from a rushing perspective, David Montgomery had 21 carries for 90 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Khalil Herbert, four carries for 16 yards. And obviously, we talked about Dalton's two for six. Uh, Two for six. Let's talk about it. Um, But yeah, from... From that perspective, you know, the offense didn't look great. Um, obviously, Chandler, Chandler Jones is a force to be reckoned with. Isaiah Simmons, um, even though J.J. Watt wasn't there, it is still very one very good defense. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something very exciting to see. Um, you know, just continue to develop and continue to grow with, with the Arizona Cardinals. And my boy Jay, Jay Ness of the All Sports, All Plays Network, um, amazing guy. Check him out on social media. I'm friends with him. You can find his podcast. You can find all of his social medias. Um, he's a great guy. He's, he's from Arizona. He's a Suns fan, a diehard Suns fan, diehard Cardinals fan, so on and so forth. Um, you know, he's a great guy and, and he loves this team. And, and I gave him credit where credit is due because yesterday Kyler Murray lit us up 11 for 15, 123 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. This man barely threw the ball. And, and, and dropped 33 on our head. You know, rushing-wise, he had 10, res- 10 carries for 59 yards, two rushing touchdowns. I have Kyler Murray on my fantasy team. What a fucking day from Kyler Murray. Uh, and Dallas Gobert of, of the Philadelphia Eagles. What a day for him as well. Uh, I believe he gave like 30 as well. But that's neither here nor there. But what a day just, just completely burning out this Bears defense. Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, uh, Robert Quinn, and, and so on and so forth. Like, just, just completely embarrassing us. Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Travis Gibson, you know, it, it, that's just who Kyler is. And, and that's no shot at the D. Um, you know, obviously they need to play better. We know they can play better. We've seen them neutralize mobile wide rec- or mobile quarterbacks before, pardon me. Um, but it's definitely something where you look at it and you have to recognize, you know, 
what are we really looking at right now? Like, are we looking at the future of the Chicago Bears defense or are we looking at the decline? Sean Desai is an amazing defensive coordinator, in my opinion. I feel like he's very respected. Um, my biggest problem right now is I just feel like there's not a lot of youth anymore. And, and that's so crazy uh, to think that we're going into 2022 in just a few weeks. Um, and and, and that's, that's, that's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate because this 2017-2018 Chicago Bears team, even, when they, even before Khalil Mack, when we were a top 10 defense, there was so much promise after those Pernell McPhee days. Um, those Jared Allen days after after that there there was a lot of promise you know we we had a Eddie Jackson Akeem Hicks you know the, getting Khalil Mack like the list Danny Trevathan coming off winning a championship with the Broncos and John Fox having John Fox here it was a big deal uh, Vic Fangio like what that was what that cemented Kyle Fuller being a young product Bryce Callahan being a young product um, Adrian Amos another young product like. These Eddie Goldman, like these guys were in the trenches and they did their thing. Leonard Floyd was even a product that we had. We constructed this defense to be great. And now you look around and, and you're starting to notice, you know, Khalil Mack just had a season ending foot injury. He was injured the year before. He didn't look that great. Not that he didn't look great, but you could tell something was bothering him. Age is definitely becoming a factor. Um, and, and that's no shot at Khalil. He's still one of the best at what he does. He still applies the most pressure in the league, in my opinion. Um, you know, what he brings and, and, and what the kind of elements that he can sustain against an offensive line is, is detrimental to any offensive line, any offensive unit. Uh, I would be terrified to have to game plan for him because there really isn't anything you can do other than double or triple team him. But it's becoming a factor going into the age of 30 is his health. You know, the same thing we're seeing with J.J. Watt. There's never been a shot at J.J. Watt as a player or his character or anything like that. But age and injuries just continue to happen, and that's just the way the game goes. Now, Akeem Hicks, same situation. No one questions Akeem Hicks' heart, his dedication, his passion, or even his game. He just can't remain healthy. Akeem Hicks missed another game this week, um, you know, due to, I don't even know. Like, and, and that's no shot at Akeem, but that's just being real. Like, at this point, there's just so much going on with Akeem, and it's been happening the last three years, I want to say, uh, whether it be the elbow, the knees, the calves, the muscles, the shoulders, the fingers, whatever, the hands, whatever it may be, there's always something going on with Akeem Hicks, and it's so unfortunate because I want this man to retire a Chicago Bear, no question about it. Uh, but it has to be at the right price because as of right now, he's, he's a liability. You know, uh, for, from a salary cap standpoint, um, it's, it's really unfortunate. So, you know, Eddie Jackson taking a step back, Kyle Fuller being gone. Jalen Johnson's great. Um, Roquan Smith, again, a pro bowler in my opinion. He's all pro. He should be. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um, I hope he is this year, but it, it's definitely, that's going to fuck us because then we have to pay him next year. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it, this defense is just digressing, um, regressing, pardon me. Um, and, and it's not time to blow everything up, but it's definitely time to look in a good, take a good look in the mirror and say, let's keep, I would say first, I, there is no knock on Eddie Goldman's game, uh, but Eddie Goldman as a, as a teammate, you know, I would, I would want gone, um, just because it's just too much. You know, I'm hearing the rumors that he doesn't want to return next year, blah, 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 blah. I, I could, it's time to go, time to go. Um, I'd keep Bilal Nichols, Travis Gibson, Jalen Johnson, and obviously Roquan Smith. Um, everybody else, you know, if, if you could potentially trade Robert Quinn in that contract, eat most of it up, uh, have someone else eat most of it up, I should say, get maybe a fourth or a fifth round pick, 
you know, he has over 11 sacks on the year. He's probably going to finish around 12 to 15. Uh, so that's definitely something you look at and you say, okay, we could maybe get something for him. Khalil Mack, if you could still get a first round pick for Khalil Mack, I would do it. If you can get a couple, that's perfectly fine as well. Maybe a couple seconds, a couple, a few thirds and a, and a second, who knows. But if you can get a couple first round, if you can get one or even a few first round picks for Khalil Mack that are decent picks, like top 15, definitely do it uh, without a doubt. And it saves so much money. Um, you know, Akeem Hicks, if, if he can't come back at the right price, I wouldn't bring him back. Uh, it's the same thing with Danny Trevathan. Eddie Jackson, I'd try to move on from. Um, Gibson, I to Sean Gibson, I'd try to move on from. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. But this is becoming a different conversation. Let's talk about the running game. Another guy I have on my fantasy team, James Conner. Zero touchdowns, 20, uh, 20 carries for 75 yards. Rondell Moore, someone I was very high on in the draft. Uh, three carries for two yards, but let's talk about Rondell Moore from a wide receiver perspective. He had one reception for eight yards. Harris had two receptions for seven. Kirk had one reception for four. Uh, Zach Ertz, one reception for 10. Benjamin, one reception for 12. AJ Green, one reception for 14. DeAndre Hopkins, two receptions, 32 yards, and one touchdown. An amazing, an amazing touchdown. Burn Jalen Johnson. They were questioning it even being a touchdown. I did not understand how that wasn't a touchdown or how they ruled it not. Um, at first, it was definitely something where, you know, personally to me, I, even if you're not on my team, I like to give you the benefit of the doubt. Now, what happened in this case was at the same moment the ball touched his hands was pretty much the same moment that he took his first step into the end zone. Um, and, and, it, and it all comes down to control at the end of the day and whether he had possession while he took that first stride or did he have that t- foot down, then have possession of the ball. That meaning the second step, that was his only other step, um, would have only been technically his first, which I know sounds complicated. I wish I could visually show you guys because it makes so much more sense if I show you. Um, but in a nutshell, basically the question was when he caught the ball, did he already take a step? Or did he take a step after he caught it? Because one, one foot was definitely down. Now, the question was, when was the moment that that first foot landed? Was it prior to having possession or after? Because if it was after, it's a, it's a touchdown and it's a catch. If before, it's not. Um, and, and that was the problem. I personally felt like he had possession um, you know, before he got that foot down. I think it was very close. Um, but yeah, they, you definitely have to give it to D-Hop, especially D-Hop of all people. Um, and then from a receiving perspective, James Conner, two receptions for 36 yards and one touchdown. What a great game from him. Um, you know, so that's that's pretty much what we had that today. Um, I mean, wow. I mean, let's talk about the interceptions. Thompson, Murray, Buda Baker. Um, also, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it really quickly. Buda fucking Baker. One of the best to do it in the game right now is someone we could have had. He's 25 years old, 5'10", weighs 194. He's a safety, someone we desperately need right now. Buda Baker, what a dog. What a dog. I mean, we're talking about two interceptions last year, three interceptions this year for over 101 yards. Um, you know, what, what an amazing guy. What an amazing guy uh, who's having an amazing year. Now, what could have happened in the Chicago Bears 2016-2017 NFL draft. Here's what did happen. The Chicago Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky in the first round, drafted Adam Shaheen, who was better known as a basketball player than a football player coming out of a no-name football school that produces tight ends, in the second round. 
what could have happened, and, and I'm not going to go too deep into it because it's, I hate this what-if game, but what could have happened is this. The Chicago Bears take Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson in the first round and Buda Baker in the second. Later on, still taking Eddie Jackson probably in the fifth or sixth and then being able to move on from Adrian Amos at the following season. Um, what the fuck? Like, what are, we, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think of the what ifs and what could have been. You know, Christian McCaffrey, TJ Watt, Jamal Adams, all still guys we could have taken as well. Um, I believe Alvin Kamara was in that draft too. Who even knows? It was fucking insane. Um, we ended up taking Mitch and Shaheen and, and George Kittle. George Kittle was there as well. So there's... There's a lot There's a lot of different ways we could have went, and this team could be so different right now. And best believe I would have a Buda Baker or a George Kittle jersey right now, or even Christian McCaffrey, if, um, if we had them. But it is what it is at the end of the day. We're not going to go too deep into that. But, you know, th- there's been a lot of rumors that um, something George McCaskey said after or this morning or after yesterday's game I found very interesting. Um, I have no idea if this holds any truth. I have no idea if this is a legitimate statement. Um, it's from Jacob Infrante. Uh, uh, pardon me if I butcher that, but I don't know if he holds anything credible anywhere. But this is a, apparently a quote from George McCaskey. Um, he said, quote, we love Matt Nagy and think he's an elite coach in this league. Uh, losing by 11 points to a team like the Cardinals is a step in the right direction. We're just a few pieces away from being a Super Bowl winner. Um, here's, here's my biggest takeaway from this, and, and it's why I brought it up. Please, please bear with me. I do not believe that conversation was said. I don't. Um, that is... That is just one of those things that is written to really make the fan base mad. Um, it, it's definitely not something I would take too seriously. Um, you, you, we def because I mean we haven't heard that anywhere else. Um, but it's 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 that stuff that riles up the fan base. Now, first of all, why George McCaskey would call anybody personally doesn't make any fucking sense. He doesn't even call Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace or anything like that pretty much minds his business. The only time he got in contact with them is to tell him to start Justin Fields instead of Andy Dalton week two, week three. Um, but that's the only time he really ever interferes or even interacts with the media. Uh, and the other time was to address that the Matt Nagy stuff was the rumors around Thanksgiving were false. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, that, that's, that's just clickbait guys. Like let's, let's not do that. Um, we're going into green Bay or no green Bay's coming here. If I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, Green Bay's coming, uh, no, we're going into Green Bay, I was right, I don't know why I contradicted myself, um, or even second-guessed it, going at 7.20, now they might possibly be making this a primetime game, I don't know why, uh, it originally was like an afternoon game, if I'm not mistaken, but it is what it is, um, you know, the Aaron Rodgers' final potential game is a Green Bay Packer versus the Chicago Bears, uh, I will be doing fucking backflips when that clock hits zero because if there is any truth to him leaving, it's finally fucking over. Uh, but knowing our luck, he'll go somewhere else in the NFC and, and torment us for years. Um, but I'd be perfectly fine with him going to the Steelers. But with that being said, or Miami, uh, with that being said, though, you know, there's not much else we can talk about about the Chicago Bears in this game. And then we've talked about many different things other than the game itself because there's not much to say. Khalil Herbert is, is now invisible. Uh, Rodney, Rodney Adams was finally brought up, you know, like, 
I don't know what the fuck Bird's been doing this whole time, but it is what it is. Um, Daz Newsom still hasn't been brought up. Don't even know why we drafted him. Uh, if, if Matt Nagy doesn't want to use him, the same situation that there was with Riley Ridley. Um, you know, I, I, I just think the media and the fan base, you know, a lot of people weren't there at the game. Um, I, it's, it's, it was a very shitty day. It was cold. It was snowing. It was raining ice. It was hailing. It was a horrible day. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely puts in factors in it. But if we consistently start seeing less and less fans, this is a, this is a team that sells out no matter what. And, and if we're finally starting to see that day come where the Chicago Bears do not have a lot of fans at the game, that speaks volumes to not only the ownership, but the team as a whole and the fan base, because we don't deserve this shit. Like we deserve so much better. That's why I love that we're going to Arlington Heights. That's why I love that we're potentially having a dome stadium. That's why I love that we have Justin Fields. We just need the right people to make football decisions. And George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, and so on and so forth in the upper management are not football-minded people. Ryan Pace is football-minded, um, but his, his early on drafting and free agency skills are not the best. Uh, and his offensive line skills are dog shit, dog water, and irrelevant. Um, but, you know, with that being said, on to the next. Another loss. The Bears are 4-8. and eight. The Vikings are 5-7. and seven. Um, You know, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Um, I'm at this point where they're talking about us being in the hunt for the playoffs still, and I pray to God that we don't make it because that just gives Matt Nagy another reason to say, hey, I did it without Khalil Mack. I did it without this and Akeem. And I did it without Justin. And I did it with this and this. You should give me another year. Like, I don't I don't want that at all. Uh, so, yeah, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is my cues from Mike on the Mic. Bear down. Peace. And everybody, please keep riding because our day is coming. I just don't know when. Uh, and hopefully I'll be alive to see it. So, yeah, again, uh, sorry for being so negative. I hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. Mac Jones and the new... England Patriots on a roll, six wins in a row against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills going into Buffalo. It's snowing, it's raining, it looks like a blizzard, baby. It's wilding. I love every minute of it. Uh, so I'll definitely tap in with you guys after that. So I'll t- talk to you guys later. Again, this is Mike. Peace.